Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks as we continue our study through the book of Proverbs as we're looking at stuff. We we got into crazy stuff yesterday, Stephanie. We talked about hypervigilance and how to make a decision and, and all those types of things. We continue on and we know that chapter 13 is really considered the value of correction. So as we've been going through the 13th proverb, we're talking about correction, how we take it, how we pay attention, how we listen, those types of things. And all that that's going on in our lives. And we talked about how sometimes you can really not take a breath. Sometimes in your life, we just react. It's almost like, you know, this is a weird thing, Stephanie. So in the army, you're taught, you're taught to react almost like a machine gun type of answer and stuff real quickly. You got to make decisions. I mean, every bit of training every single day in the military is you're trained to be able to make a very quick answer. That's right. That's correct. And that helps to defeat the enemy or get the mission done or whatever the case may be every single day. You're training for that. Then all of a sudden where there's new creature who's accepted Jesus Christ, we're a new creation in him. He's done a work in us and we're reading God's word. We're in a different environment and we're having to remember it. Let's breathe. Mm. You know, let's think these things through. Let's, you know, and that's, that's a pretty important part of life. Maybe, maybe we get hung up sometimes, Stephanie, because of our backgrounds. Yeah. Well, and I think sometimes when we've been through junk, um, I was, I, my um, dad and I were talking about this in relation to someone who was dealing with some issues and um, physical and mental issues and, and their doctor was explaining um, you know, she, she, how she thinks trauma that this person had been through is probably part of one of the contributing factors and was explained things that I've learned as I've gone along. But anyway, it was fresh because my dad and I were talking about it. And just the whole fact that when you've been through a trauma, um, it, it does leave its mark on you. And so healing does involve supernatural. Yeah. Things happen because of that. Yeah. And, and, you know, we miss that point somewhere. We, uh, God's got to be part of our healing. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, far too often people try to analyze, you know, what is our PTSD? Where did it come from? Uh, Do we have this kind of PTSD, that kind of, and, and, you know, doctors figure that out for you and that's good. I'm not taking anything away from anybody. And I think it's important that, you know, whether it's complex or you just got a single size dose. But I think from there, we just got to realize that we've got to have some supernatural healing in our life. Healing uh, involves God, period. There's, okay. there's no healing without the helper. Yeah. Uh, without the Holy One. And uh, that's where it comes from. 
and understanding that we're fighting against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the world and spiritual wickedness. And so I think there's a sense in which when you have been through trauma and you do go through something that alters your mind, and maybe you went through something that was your own fault, but it still resulted in traumatic effects. Either way, yes, in one one realm, there's going to be repentance involved for healing to begin. But when the rubber meets the road, healing in either direction is going to involve you learning to resist the devil, learning to... Um, be a good soldier of Jesus Christ because say PTSD wants, to, I, I am so confused today in my brain. Satan wants to use PTSD to destroy yeah. you. He wants to use it as a weapon of destruction and he'll, tr- he'll make you, you your own enemy. If that makes sense where your brain and I was just dealing, I've been dealing with this yeah. myself where Satan doesn't have to have someone anymore. After so long, after you've had enough things said to you or after you've had enough ingrained into you via abuse, those that person doesn't even have to be in your life anymore because they said something to you enough that it becomes a part of your thinking and then you become your own enemy. Yeah. And, and, so no, this, and that <laughs> is that where we are fighting against yeah. principalities and powers and Satan loves to attack our mind. And so this is, it's very important to remember that. I think in all of that, I think it is. I, and I think that's really good to come right out of the gate with us. Hey folks, we're messed up and, uh, you know, but we don't have to be, we can give it to God. We can live the life where God fights our fights for us, or we can live a battle within our minds that Satan brings to us. He did it to Judas Iscariot. And I mean, Judas walked around with Christ on earth and, and Satan got Judas to kill himself. And, um, you know, and Judas to sell out Christ. And, you know, there's, this is real, folks. Don't ever think that warfare in this world between Satan and, and the forces of God are anything but real. Don't, yeah. you know, not for one minute. Don't ever think that as we deal with these things like PTSD and hypervigilance and, you know, all the crazy things, the guilt and the apathy and, and all these things. And, you know, I think I'm a bit of an empath and I think, you know, Stephanie, I think I became that along the way. And I think that's a good thing because I think you're either an empath or, or a narcissist, really. I, I don't think there's really middle ground. Do you? No, no, you, you, you cannot. It's, it's, yeah. it's kind of like when, um, Elijah, Elijah, wasn't it Elijah on at Mount Carmel when he yeah. said, choose you say whom you will serve. Um, yeah. you know, is it going to be God or is it going to be Baal? And you cannot, you cannot serve. You cannot um, focus on both at the same time. There's no, there's no two ways. You, you can't take both roads. You can't go both ways. And so you're either an empath where you're worried about people, caring about people, caring about their feelings, reaching out to them, worried about how they're going to deal with things. All those things are it's all about you. And I, I think, I don't know how we always get there, but it's important, I think, when, you know, when you're having a – uh, a podcast, you know, that admittedly has a bunch of people listening to us. And hey, thank you guys for that. And if you like us, give us a five-star rating. If you don't make believe you never heard us, but anyway, I just think it's important that we talk about things like that. You either have empathy or you're a knucklehead. You know, that's just the way life goes. You're an empath or you're not. And uh, you're a narcissist or an empath. I, I think that's kind of what it comes down to. But anyway, we, we've changed up our format a little bit, Stephanie, as we go through these things we used to do. You might be a knucklehead if, 
And uh, what we've done in today's Stephanie's turn is you might be right with God. So Stephanie's going to tell us about something that's right with God. And we went back to the positive thing. I know we've done it before, and I know we get back to the knucklehead, and we'll get back there again. Don't worry. But Stephanie, so something (laughs) that makes us right with God. What do you think? Well, um, yesterday was Valentine's Day. And friends um, who have been my friends for over well over a decade now, um, they took their day and took me to Chicago area and we went to Ikea and went out to a, one of those fun Brazilian steakhouses and, but I just want to say you're right with God. If you sacrifice a day to take a friend who's um, otherwise would have a very, I mean, very just normal day on Valentine's Day, and you make the day special. Boy, that's you're right. You do something like that. That's pretty great. You know, take care of people. Oh, and you're there. right with that. If you send flowers, you know, to to somebody like that too. So, oh, well, praise God. I got to cover my bases, you know. So yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Like it. <laughs> I well, I I'm just thrilled that uh, you had a great day, and, and and let me tell you something, folks. It, it's it. You know, it doesn't have to be fatalistic to have a Valentine Day without being with somebody. It's okay, you know. And Stephanie was with somebody. She was with the love of her life, and you know, he got he got shot down. And uh, uh, and Stephanie will be with the new love of her life at some point. You know, when God deems it necessary, she's not going to stay out there, man. She's too good of a catch for these guys out here. All these guys are going to be fighting over her pretty soon. You know, we'll hear from, there'll be like 20 of them. They'll be out beating each other on the street. I want to go. I want to go. It'll be ugly. We'll have to get Emmy out there to pick one or something. I don't know. But anyway, you might be right. That's with what could get ugly. <laughs> oh, Emmy. Emmy would be making some deals, wouldn't she? Yeah. she would. That is not a joke. Bye. <laughs> oh, well, thank thank God for things people do for to help other people and be that person, folks. Be that person that helps out other people, that sends flowers, that takes care of people, that takes people to Chicago. You know, no one's ever taken me to a Brazilian steakhouse in Chicago. I'm just going to be upfront with you. I'm not going to lie about that, and I'm just going to come clean. But I've been to Brazilian steakhouses in Atlanta, so must be the same kind of thing. Chicago kind of freaks me out a little bit, even though I know there's great sides of it. But Stephanie, you got another side of this we, thing. Well, we yeah. yeah, and we were in Oak Brook area because oh. you know I'm not I'm not doing the whole. Well, I don't want to say too much, you know. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to be mean to anybody, but we went we went where we could enjoy life and yeah. not feel too oppressed. So that was great. So you were in the burbs. Yeah, yeah, another town. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Well, I hope you ate a lot because protein's good for you. And I, uh, yeah. I got. I had never had creme brulee before. Oh. So I got that for dessert, and it was life changing. I have. I mean, Deb, I Debbie's recipe. Oh, you got to do Debbie's recipe. Yeah. Oh, change your life. It's so creamy. Yeah. Right now, I'm tasting. I mean, there's saliva running down the back of my throat, hitting my nose area. I got some weird circulation going on there. I'm having to sniff a little bit. I mean, it's just ugly. But anyway, so things you do. So Stephanie actually covered both. You're right with God if you take people out to eat, send flowers, and things you say to people is, hey, get in my car. We're going to spend the day in Chicago. We're going to a Brazilian steakhouse. And there's nothing better than having good protein served to you over and over again. And that same couple took me out to eat in Florida. And uh, I got to eat Brazil. You were there. 
we got to eat all that Brazilian food there. So they're a good people. Yeah. yeah. So they're pretty. We, yeah, they're pretty great people. I used to think Steve was the only weird one. But I think Steve's coming around, you know, he's he, pretty great. He is pretty And the daughters. They're just awesome. You know, from yeah. Liberty, I, I've never met anybody above Liberty, but from Liberty on down, they're all great. And uh, anyway, yeah, you've met Lincoln, uh, you've met, not Lincoln, you've met um, Luke. But I haven't met any of the other daughters. Oh, daughters. Yeah. yeah There's yeah. one order. Yeah. 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 I've met the, the sons are great yeah. too, but the daughters are the ones still at home, except Liberty. She's out serving God now. Uh, but anyway, here we are. We, we got 12 minutes into this bad boy just talking about what to do. for You know, that's what we're about as a podcast. We put things first. We put people first. You know, you guys come first in our life. We want you doing the right things. And if you're listening to us and you didn't send flowers uh, to your spouse or your loved ones or people you care about, you need to get right with God. That's the moral of that story. Uh, to say, well, she told me not. Stop it. You know, I want you to know there's two big things. I think there's 50 roses in my living room right now, just popping all over the place. And there should be, and there should be, your friends should get little things in the mail from you and stuff. Do it next year. But we're on verse 16, Stephanie. And this verse is going to evoke some uh, chatter between us, I believe. It says, every prudent man dealeth with knowledge, but a fool lay open his folly, which is verse 16 here in chapter 13 or the 13th proverb. Again, prudent, that word prudent, every prudent man. And, uh, you know, right away it says dealeth with knowledge, and so that's like you're acting with knowledge, making those right decisions, you know, those things we were talking about yesterday. And and then the other side of that verse, but a fool layeth open his folly. So, Stephanie, you're reading about these these people. You're reading about somebody who makes the right decision, who deals with, who acts rightly, deals rightly, does those things. And then you got the knucklehead who's not wise. And, I mean, what are you seeing there? What, mm. what is that talking to you with? Well, I think prudence means that, Obviously, you're wise and you make your decisions based on knowledge, which means you're you're following God's plan. You're looking to him for wisdom, for guidance. Um, I think all of that's involved in that. And, and a fool just kind of does whatever he wants. He's not seeking the Lord's input on anything. Yeah. Um, and what I'm seeing there. Yeah, I, I think that's it. And I, you know, I think you can really beat this up, but again, it's a decision process, Stephanie. And when you're in the midst of it, you've been in the midst of it. You've been there. You've been on the battlefront with the devil messing with your mind, with the devil messing with your kids, with a million things going on. And, and you're trying to act with knowledge and you're trying to, how do you do that? How do you tell somebody who's listened to us, who's in the height of hypervigilance, in the height of somebody in church saying bad things about them, in the height of somebody at work being a knucklehead, in the height of not being able to pay their bills as much as they'd like, in the height of their kid going out with the wrong person? How do you, how do you tell them to do all this? Well, I think we have to come back to um, what, what our foundation is in making Jesus Christ and his word and his ways and the wisdom that he's given us, the wisdom from above is first pure and peaceable and all of that list that we're given there in James and making his wisdom our guide um, because then he'll give us knowledge yeah. for direction and feelings. Yeah. yeah. It's who, it's who you go to, you know, who you're yeah. friends with and uh, where you're going. You know, who, who, who are you following? And I mean, Stephanie 
just really laid that one out there rightly too. And, and, uh, you know, when you lack prudence, when you, when you, when you lack, you know, having the ability to take a breath, having the ability to look at things, having the ability to make a sound decision, uh, it really exposes that you're a knucklehead. That's what it comes down to. And you really don't exercise judgment because I mean, you cover prudence. I mean, it's, and you know, being prudent is, uh, as being somebody who looks at the decision, who makes that decision, who makes sure they have all the knowledge they need. Really, it's covered there. And then that next verse, Stephanie, a wicked messenger uh, falleth into mischief, but a faithful ambassador is health. And uh, so that whole idea that, you know, a wicked messenger, you know, there's trouble there. Uh, they're going to falleth into mischief, but a faithful ambassador is health. So talking about two different things, trouble, or being healthy, really, or doing the right thing. I mean, what do you, what do you see in there? Well, it's it's you want to be someone who's who is health. Um, when I look at that verse, be someone who is is a health giver, a built someone who's building up, who's bringing strength and healing. Yeah, are you a love giver? <clears throat> are you a light giver? I mean, are you are you passing out love and grace. And I know you can't give stuff. I know you can't give God's characteristics, but you can certainly share those things. He allows us to his grace, his love. We share his light. The Bible teaches us that his light shines through us, that we can be instruments of that. So what are you going to be? Are you going to be a wicked messenger? What does a wicked messenger look like today? You think? Well, someone who's maybe out to hurt or destroy um, someone who maybe gets a thrill out of um, bringing darkness to a room versus light and the joy and peace of God. Yeah, you know, you almost think of these gossip people. You almost think of these people who want to put these fatalistic, terrible, sad messages out. You almost think of that type of thing. And, um, uh, but being faithful, being an ambassador of Christ, the Bible teaches us in Second Corinthians, right, that we're ambassadors. And when you think of that term ambassador, we're representatives of God. So as a representative of God, how can we do anything but, but share good news and share his love? And, you know, not only, and you know, where it's a special kind of ambassador that serves God, that, that puts mm -hmm. God out there. And uh, I think we're going to go after three verses again. I think we're three verse people. Let me ring the bell, man. We, we've got two days in a row. Two days in a row, my little Christmas tree that we don't pack away. Man, it's there. Look what it says here. It says, Poverty and shame shall be to him that refuseth instruction, but he that regardeth reproof shall be honored. So it's got this idea of poverty and shame. So you're broke and you're ashamed of your life and what you're doing is that person that doesn't pay attention, that doesn't take instruction from God's word, who doesn't live that. But those that regardeth reproof, those who listen shall be honored. I, I guess, Stephanie, my thing that comes to you right away is, what does poverty and shame look like? Wow. Well, poverty would be the idea of being poor, maybe not having a lot of money or not having... Um, you know, much in a physical sense, but then it says shame. Um, and I think that would probably be the idea of 
you've made some really bad decisions that have brought you to, to, to the consequences you're dealing with. And so the combination of poverty and shame is you brought this on yourself. Yeah. And, um, it says that that's the lot of him that refuses instruction. I've seen this firsthand and it breaks your heart. Um, especially when it's someone you love and care about to see them dealing with that because they've chosen to be a scorner or be a fool. So that's what I see when I look at that. Yeah. And, and, and you know what I think, Stephanie, I think we all make mistakes. Yeah. As we look at that, I think we all, uh, you know, we all goof up and, but the difference here is I think the level that God's putting it, putting this at in our lives and our crazy health, bad health filled, mad at people, people hating our guts, people lying about us, people spreading rumors about us in that kind of life. We all make mistakes. There's going to be mistakes that are made, but some of us allow for correction and God wants to draw a line here. Uh, this poverty and shame. And, and, and just what Stephanie's saying, it may mean we're broke uh, material-wise. It also has, I think, a connotation of being broke uh, spiritually. But then to go on and say, but those people who can take rebuke or can take this personal responsibility is what comes to my mind here. This is one of those leadership verses, I think, that says, can you can you be the person that can step up to the plate and put aside your pride because your pride causes you to be poor and shameful. Can you put that aside? Can you be the type of person that's going to step up to the plate and make a difference? That's what's going on here. Mm. And if you are, boy, God can use that. You know, it's going to be honored. It's going to make a difference in your life. I, I think that's what's going on, Stephanie. And you were mentioning, hey, I know people who are like this. It's, it's a shame to watch people who can't take a rebuke. It's shameful. And uh, especially when people are all messed up, you gave an example a while back, uh, maybe several times on this podcast that you were talking about this young man that comes walking into an older seasoned pastor who's right with God, your dad, and tries to correct your dad on things he's wrong about. This verse is written for that guy. Mm. He's too prideful, knows too much. You know what I'm saying? That's what this yeah. and, and folks, let me tell you, when we get stuck in the grips of this thing called life, when we get stuck in the grips of some hypervigilance, we get stuck in the grips of guilt and all these different things. Take a breath. And if somebody's godly, if someone's talking to you about something, if someone, if there's a church message that bothers you, stop breathing and say, God, is this for me? Is this real? Do I need this? God will tell you whether or not you do. And if you do, Take that rebuke, and boy, you'll be honored for it. Hey, listen, we love you, folks. We hope you're having a great day. We look forward to talking to you again tomorrow. Remember, we got a camp coming up March 14th to 18th. You want to get out here right away, out here to Louisiana, and uh, go out to woundedspirits.com to sign up right away. We want you to come. You want to hear the great music of Stephanie Wesco, and uh, you want to meet Debbie and I will be there. Stephanie will be there. Friends from all over the persons coming out of Texas. You just want to be part of that. Zach and his family's coming down. I'm excited about that. So come on out and see us, folks. We sure do love you. May God bless you. Have a great day. Listen to every word Eric's got to say. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. 
you can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.